for tuning in to Just A Bit Gaming. I'm your host, Ryan Chubby Crash Reynolds. And this is the other guy, Adrian Bertazoy Townsend. Ooh. And yes, that headset does make you look fat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so what's new, dude? Uh, a lot of things. It's It's been probably close to a month since we've recorded last. Uh, it has been two, two, a little over two and a half weeks. Has it? No, 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 because you had to skip because you went out of town. Right. It's been three and a half weeks. This weekend should actually be our second podcast since our last one. Yeah. So. Yeah. So it's it's been a while. We have some catching up to do, I would say. Mm. Yeah. Catch me up. Well. Um, Catch me outside. Honestly. <laughs> honestly, I, I haven't. That. that, that it, it, how about that? Um, oh, I beat Wolfenstein too. Finally, I went mm. back to it. Um, dude, on that Switch? game's good. You beat it on Switch. Actually, or did you? funny story. I borrowed Wolfenstein two from my brother-in-law for the Switch because I wanted to see how it compares to the PlayStation Four version. Right, and it looks surprisingly really well put together. Like I oh, was, yeah. I was shocked. Uh, it, it plays well, the graphics now they're not going to be as, as good, obviously. And they're kind of blurry. Like some of the details are mudded out a little bit, right? But it doesn't really take away from the experience. Now, my curiosity with that, you had mentioned that the details seemed a little bit blurry. Uh, is there a sense of that in the motion? Like whenever you're moving around in the game, does the background blur a bit more? No, lose its, its sharpness or its weight or its density. Because, I mean, I figured, like, if nothing else, that the cost of saving frame rates, maybe your movements would get a bit muddier. I assumed they would. Yeah, but. that's what I would think, too. And and you're you're right to assume that. But I didn't notice that. What I noticed was just the sheer lack of detail overall. Right. But no kind of overdone motion blur or anything so it like was that. So it was a well-wrought port. It's very good. I, I would say that if you only have a Switch... Or you just want to play the game on the go? It is, it it is a perfectly fine version. I would highly recommend it. It's really I, good. I would love to try it on the Switch, uh, but then you went back and finished it on PS4. So yeah, so I got, I played on the Switch and I got to the same point that I had stopped on the PS4, and when I was playing it, I was like, man, this is really cool and all, but the controls feel weird. That is that would be my only kind of complaint. When you're playing on the Switch controller, especially in handheld mode, it feels off. And I can't really explain why. It's the triggers don't feel as responsive. Right. Uh, even though they are. Did you not whip out your dongle and try the PlayStation, the DualShock? At that point, yes, I did. And when yeah. I, that's what made me go back to the PlayStation 4 version. Because I'm practically playing yes. PlayStation right now. Yeah. Just on a bitty screen. Right. So okay, yeah, plugging that. it into the that. TV to see what it looked like. I was like, you know, if I'm gonna play this on the TV, I'm gonna play the, the gonna play it on the damn TV. Yeah, I'm gonna play the PlayStation 4 version. But yeah. if I'm gonna play it on the go, it definitely works that way. I had to lower the difficulty level in order to help me play on the Switch because I'm telling you, man, aiming is the hardest thing. Aiming with that little nub, I don't know if it's offset or maybe because your arm, your hands are spread out a little bit further apart than what they normally are with the controller. But aiming was was really hard for me. So I had to I think I took it down to the lowest difficulty setting and that made it a lot, lot better. Right. But when I went back to the PlayStation 4 version, oh, and also having it in handheld mode, I think I got more into the story than I did when I originally started playing. Really? Which is weird. That is weird. That's um, very bizarre. I was able to hear, I guess when I played on the TV in the living room, I turned it down pretty low so I don't disturb the kids when they're trying to go to sleep. And so I miss a lot of the storyline that was going on. Yeah. But when I'm in the bedroom playing it with the sound uh, coming through the switch, I could hear every little detail that was going on and I got heavily invested in the storyline. So going back and played on the PlayStation four, I made sure that I was able to continue that and hear what was going on. Cause the storyline is the driving force in that game. In my oh, opinion. Absolutely. Uh, the it's gameplay a, a great story. The, the story, it only gets better as you go. Like, there's a huge, like, right in the middle of the game, there's this huge plot point that happens. It's like, 
what the hell is going on, man? And classic Wolfenstein form. Oh my gosh. It was, I couldn't believe it. It was like, how are they going to continue on from here? And they do. And it's ridiculous and it's hilarious. And that's a good game. Wolfenstein is a good game. Um, I did find myself, I did get to a point in the game where it got too hard for me and I kept dying. I think I died like 15 times and I finally said, screw it. And this is on the PS4 version. And I lowered the difficulty level on that too, just because I wanted to see what was happening with the story. At that point in time, the gameplay seemed to get too repetitive for me. Right. And it was the same thing. Every level you go in there, you find the security guards, you take them out so they don't ring the alarms or if they do ring the alarms, you still got to go find them, kill them. And then you have just waves of enemies coming at you. And it just got to the point where it was repetitive, redundant. And I was, I was, I was over it, you know, and I just wanted to see the story through. And I actually am glad that I did lower the difficulty. Um, cause it made it, it was just still challenging. It. Yeah. It was still challenging. I still had a good time and I still died a lot. Um, but I, I was able to enjoy the storyline and, and get through it. So I highly recommend getting through that game. If you haven't already, I know I'm kind of late. It's been out for what close to a year now, I guess. Well, you, you bought it in uh, November, Black Friday. You bought it. Oh, that's right. And then immediately right. let me borrow with the wrapper still on yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. And I kept it through uh, Christmas probably. Yeah. And made it about halfway through the game and then gave it back to you. Now that you've finished it, um, I think I'll borrow it again. So funny story. I wanted another game, so I traded it in. Ah, oh, <laughs> son of a bitch. GameStop was running a good deal on their trade-in values. What'd you so get? I got I got a couple. Well, actually, I got a uh, hard-to-find Wii game. I know that sounds crazy, but uh, I got Klonoa. Oh, hell yeah, you did. I remember playing this on uh, N64. Klonoa was on the PlayStation. It was on the PS1. PS2, PS2, that's what I played it PS2, on. PS2, yeah. I played it on PS2. Klonoa 2 was on the PS2. This version of Klonoa is a remake of the PS1 version, the original game. That's awesome. And I love Klonoa. Klonoa is a fun game, man. I'm it really a little, is. A I'm really... little mad that you didn't ask me before trading in <laughs> Wolfenstein. That was our game, not just yours. Well, dude, when I saw it there, I was like, I never see this game complete at GameStop. Yeah, that's and awesome. And so I had to get it. Have you played it yet? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's really fun. It's, oh, yeah. It's a really good faithful remake of the original. That's really cool. That's a good find. So, yeah. Um, at the time, I didn't didn't have the extra funds to spend on it, so I, I thought, hey, I have Wolfenstein. That'll help me. I don't need that game anymore. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The, what else have I been playing? Um, I played Mega Man X Collection. I just got that yesterday. Yeah. Dude, I know you were looking forward to it. Oh my gosh, I freaking love Mega Man X. You were looking forward to Mega Man X like I've been looking forward to Sonic Mania. (laughs) Oh, have you got that yet? I haven't gotten it. Oh man, I saw that at Best Buy. I really wanted to pick it up. I want to buy it so badly. It looks good. It looks good. So badly, I want it. That Uh, would probably be the next one that I pick up, to be completely honest with you. Yeah. Sonic is to me as Mega Man is to you. So yeah, it's they're both retro. Um, and they hold a lot of nostalgia for, for probably the same reasons and blue and they're blue. That's right. Yeah. Um, Mega Man X, man, obviously I've got him permanently inked on my arm. Uh, he's been Mega Man X specifically has been very kind of inspirational to me growing up, uh, for reasons specifically like the biggest reason, the art style, I think. Uh, I think the character designs, I thought Mega Man X was the coolest looking character when I was younger. And I thought, and I, I remember drawing pictures of him all the time. I was like, this is like, this is like the badass that, you know, I thought was a badass. I just, his character design was, was awesome. And oh, Zero, totally. Zero was also cool. And uh, I didn't own any of the Mega Man X games. I didn't have a, a Super Nintendo, but a friend of mine did. And we would rent Mega Man X 2 from Blockbuster and we would play that game. I mean, obsessively to beat it. And we would take turns trying to get through a level because that game is hard, man. Oh, <coughs> I mean, honestly, all those games of that generation are. Yeah, they really like, are. But stupid hard. And Mega Man X, I think is even harder than a lot of them. The yeah. regular Mega Man games. Like I went back. I've, I've never beaten any of them. 
No, I take it back. I beat Mega Man X4 on the PlayStation. But and I've I've got to the last boss on the original Mega Man X, and it's really, really difficult. When I got it on the Switch, I was playing through trying to get uh trying to beat the first area, which was uh Chill Penguin stage. Yeah, <clears throat> I remember. Man, it was so hard. I, I died so many times. It's it's something that I'm gonna have to get used to. But I'm I'm actually really excited to go back and play all of them because this has Mega Man X through X eight. I'm pretty sure that that little uh, <coughs> that little Genesis handheld that I got a couple years ago, that yeah. little white one. I'm pretty sure it has one or two of the original Mega Man games on it. Does it have just Genesis games? Yes, I believe there was a Genesis version of Mega Man that came, not Mega Man X, but regular Mega Man. Yeah, I think at least I I may be wrong, but I feel like I saw it on there. Well, what's cool about this Mega Man X collection, this is the first time we've really seen a re-release of X4, X5, X6, X7, and X8. Um, <clears throat> specifically, the PS2 ones, X7 and X8. Yeah. X7 is is typically known as not being a great game, and it's it's really not. But X8 is, it's not a, it's not a great game either, but it's a step in the right direction. It where is they kind of, an okay game. It's, it's a very okay game. And yeah. They're fun, and I'm. They've uh, they've done the redone the graphics in HD, so it's kind of cool to go back and play these because I didn't really experience them when I came out. Um, so it's good for that. There's a lot of artwork. There's a museum with a ton of different artwork for all the different games, uh, concept art stuff like that. They also have, uh, they have commercials for the games where when they originally released, they're mostly Japanese commercials, yeah. but still cool. They have uh all the different figures and product lines that have come out over the years of the Mega Man X collection or toys and stuff like that. Uh, they have a movie called age of Sigma or something like that. I can't remember specifically, but it's telling briefly telling an origin story of Sigma, uh, who is the main, right. You know, protagonist, I guess, antagonist in the, in the X series. So, it is missing. There are a few games it's missing, like the Mega Man Extreme games that were on the Game Boy. There's also Mega Man X Command Mission, which was an RPG of Mega Man X. It's I wish it would have had at least that, <clears throat> but I'm not complaining. This is this is a great compilation, and mm. I highly recommend it. Good for the price point. Oh yeah. Um, cool. actually, I got a good de- hell of a good deal on it, but yeah, it's it's like forty bucks. Gamers Club Unlocked is thirty two. So. Oh, by the way, you need to uh, update your. Uh... GameStop account. Oh yeah, it's. Have it's, you been it, using it? It's expired. Yeah, I've been giving you all my points when I go buy things. Oh really? Yeah, I didn't even know that. And so they told me to tell you. <laughs> like whenever I go in now, they're like, "Are you ready to have your own account?" And I was like, "It'd be a fucking waste at this point. <laughs> this asshole's already got all my points." I had no idea. And so they were like, "Well, you need to tell Adrian to to update his account so he can put these points to use." I'll I'll update it again. I, I yeah. don't shop there as often as I used to. So I hadn't, but yeah, yeah it's, I use it enough. I guess that makes it worth yeah. it. You need to update your account, get those points and then uh, get me a nice anniversary gift. All right. I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, I don't one note on Mega Man X. There is a YouTube video that came out a few weeks ago, uh, by the channel called NES complex. Okay. And the guy does a really great kind of uh, evaluation of Mega Man X where he talks about the artwork, the stage design, the creators and how they were influenced and how they created what they did and how the stages are changing throughout the course of the level. Um, Boss designs, music design. You mean he goes he just goes beyond the gameplay elements of Mega Man X and really dives into what makes that great game come together and be the masterpiece that it is. Yeah. Highly recommended NES complex on YouTube. Just look them up. Dude, I've been playing Pokemon go again. You know what? You're not the only friend of mine that is. Why is this? I can't even tell you why I got back into it. I can tell you exactly why you got back into it. Why is that? Because Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee are You're right. super hyped right You're now. Right. So that's why I got exactly. it. Exactly. And then there's another Pokemon, something else that just got. Oh, and then 
the the Pokemon games that just got released on the Switch. Yeah. So right now is a Pokemon season, and because people are waiting on the big releases like Eevee and Pikachu, yeah, they're just grabbing at whatever they've got. And the the last, you know, notable entry into the the pantheon of Pokemon games was Pokemon Go. Yeah. And so with the different patches and tweaks and updates that it's had. It's about time for it to have a nice little rebirth. What what has that been? A year, two years? Two years. It's been two years since it dropped initially. I am more into this game now than I was originally. Well, it was buggy then. Yeah, it was. And, and it's, it's had a lot of updates. Maybe I need to get rid of uh PUBG Mobile and start playing Pokemon Go again. Here's the here's the thing that has kept me playing. They've opened it up to two more regions of Pokemon. So it's it's up it's up to the Ruby and Sapphire genre of the games. So all the Pokemon from those genre are those versions. I think it's like 400 Pokemon. I could be wrong. Maybe Jesus. three, 300 and something Pokemon. There's a lot more Pokemon that you can catch now. They've added a ton more gems and, uh, Oh, I can't remember the little blue points that you go to, to collect stuff, mm-hmm. collection points. Basically <clears throat> they've added a lot more of those and they've had a lot of summer events going on lately. Um, they had a, they had a Squirtle event, so I caught a shit ton of Squirtles. Squirtle's my favorite Pokemon. Caught enough of them. I got a shiny Squirtle, was able to evolve him to a shiny Blastoise. Uh, I'll I, evolve you to a shiny Blastoise. That's right, man. That's right. Mm. There's, away, uh, there's, <laughs> I got all the starters. I got all but one starter, so I got three generations of starters. Um, they had a special event with Pikachu that I think is still running, where you can catch Pikachu with a, like a wicker hat or a, Summertime looking hat. Oh yeah, like a sun hat. Yeah, that's fun. It's you know, it, dude. I I'm loving it. Like I I'm totally into it. I've got like I said, I've got several friends that have been playing it again. So I've been thinking about uh, playing it again because um you know the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah. You do what your friends do, so you have friends. You know, it's funny that there's a bandwagon because I honestly thought, oh yeah, I'm gonna jump back into this and be the only one. But yeah, since you said that, I see a lot of people. There are some it. people. I have a couple of friends that have never waned in interest since it really dropped. like wow. it's still what they just fucking do <laughs> i mean these guys are some pokemon motherfucking trainers yeah <laughs> i was thinking about downloading it though uh fat big found shelby's old iphone and fucking three-year-olds of course they hop out the womb knowing how to operate iphones yeah dude uh so he found this old iPhone and charged it. She thought I was charging it. I thought she was charging it. Wow. Neither of us <laughs> knew why this phone was being charged. And then he got on there and downloaded like Nick Jr. And wow. like, like some learning games, like, like PBS kids and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. And claimed this as his little phone. And so for like a couple hours a day, whenever it's like rest time, he'll get on and play like little learning games or color pictures or stuff on there. Yeah. And I was thinking about <laughs> putting Pokemon go back on my phone and putting it on his little phone so we could get out and go Pokemon hunting together. And that then, would be fun. I, and I then did when the I get same mad thing. at him, I can make him get his phone and beat the shit out of his Pokemon with my Pokemon. Can, how can you access the, if that phone is deactivated though, you would still need access to 4g to be able to play it. Oh, uh, so you might need to create like a hotspot or something. I might could turn my phone into a hotspot. Yeah. So whenever we walk together, we could go on walks and do it. I mean, anywhere we would go to really do that would have Wi-Fi though. You know, I'll tell you right now, my neighborhood is not much of a hotbed as far as Pokemon goes. Neither is mine. There's uh, nothing here. There's, I've got like three historical landmarks in my neighborhood. Yeah. And one of them is a gym and two of them are waypoints to go gather gear. Yeah. And I'm like 20 feet too far from any one of those spots to do it from bed. So that's, a, that's that, how it is. That's a bummer. That's how it is at work for me. I am right next to a landmark so I can collect whatever I want all throughout the course of the yeah. day. But I am literally just on the outside of a gym. So I can never battle in that stupid gym, man. When I was still working at uh, SMB over at Quail Springs, uh, Panda Express next door was a gym. Wow, that's weird. And one of the managers over there was the master of that damn gym. <laughs> Nobody could beat this guy. One of the guys I worked with finally went in there one day and was like, I need to meet this person. Who is this? Because <laughs> we had been fighting him from work. Yeah. So this guy came out and it was just this 
little Asian dude running <laughs> Panda Express. That sounds like a white person just right. Does that sound racist? Well, we can edit this racist thing out. Uh, <laughs> I'm just so worried. I don't want like the internet to James gun me. <laughs> you know, I don't want someone to be listening to this and be like, just a bit podcast better fucking fire Ryan for talking. How dare you say someone was Asian man about that. You segue right into that. I'm going to have to steal the show from me for a second. <laughs> Let's, I think we've talked enough. Pokemon. <laughs> So, uh, for those of you that don't know or who are unaware, Disney fired James Gunn over some Twitter posts that he made, you know, Seven, six to ten years ago. Yeah, something like that. Um, and they weren't just a few posts. There were a lot of posts. And they were, they referenced rape. They referenced uh, pedophilia. Yeah. They referenced something else. I don't remember. There was a lot of, like... It was, it was edgy. It was... To say the least. To say the very, very least. It was distasteful. It was super distasteful. And for whatever reason, I don't know how. Uh, I believe I believe some somebody brought it to Disney's attention. They took action and fired him. Um, so, therefore, he won't be directing Guardians of the Galaxy 3. For you that don't know, James Gunn did Guardians of the Galaxy 1 and 2. And both are did, phenomenal movies. He did a bang-up job on both of them. Yeah, I love those movies. Um so, but before, before he did the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, he was a lesser known writer director and was a bit of a provocateur. He was, yes, in, in his earlier works, and, and that's what he, he fancied himself a provocateur in those days. And, and that's very true. And the thing is, I didn't know about these tweets about him before, but now after knowing about him, and I know they were in the past, they weren't that far into the past. These tweets were very distasteful, man, and I, I don't like them at all. And right, it's a lot of people are going to disagree with me here because a lot of people are kind of gunning for James Gunn. Um, they really want Disney to reverse their action and, and bring him back. But here's the deal: you have to, and I preach this to my kids because they're they're new to the internet thing. They're getting into Instagram and stuff, and I preach to them. <laughs> yeah, they you, followed me on Instagram. Yeah, dude, they're they're all about Instagram right now. You have to be mindful of what you post online because it's going to be there forever and everybody will see it. Are you, I tell the girls, do you want your, you know, your grandparents to see this? Do you want, you know, there are there people that you don't want to see this? Then don't post it. I mean, you and I have had conversations about things. I've been known to post stuff in the past and then like send you a text and be like, is that too much? <laughs> and then delete it. <laughs> yeah. I you mean, know, I'm, I've been guilty of posting some distasteful stuff and then going, ah, what I want my, the way I think about it is I'm going to post this. This is funny. This is very funny. It's going to piss someone off, but it's funny. Yeah. At least I had fun doing it. And then I'll sit and ruminate on it for like 10 or 20 minutes. And I'm like, what I want that to come out of Malone's Dude, mouth. Honestly, that is the truth. And the thing is, do you want potential employers, future employers to see this? Right. You know, and, and you've had to run in with this last year. If I remember correctly, it, it was last year. It was with the podcast. And, yeah. you know, we had an intro scene that was hilarious. It was funny. And uh, Granted, I think the new I still think the new cut is funnier. I do, too. I agree. You're right. It is. The new cut is funnier. But the old we, cut we Hitchcocked it. The old cut. Ryan says penis or cock. You said I, cock. I said cock. <laughs> <laughs> I almost, almost lost my job. over it. He almost lost his job. Isn't that over so that. Ridiculous. Yes. Over a podcast. Yeah. So because I didn't realize in that job when I was signing my social media, uh, like transparency agreements. Yeah. One of the clauses in one of those agreements that I didn't catch was that I could be held liable at this job for things I said and did on my personal social media. And one of my bosses caught wind of the podcast, thought he'd go check it out. And they made a decision that that counted as social media. And I almost lost my job over it. Granted, I over quit. over a word. Over that's not even a, a hugely offensive and it was, word. It was funny. <laughs> this is the funniest intro we I think we've ever done. I agree. Um, it, but that just goes to show you, not man. even because of what I said, but because of your alleged impression of how I talk. What do you mean? Hey, Ryan. 
<laughs> Tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs> After we recorded, I was like, wait, was that an impression of me? He's like, I fucking maybe. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was just a it was just a voice. Uh, hey Ryan. <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is, you really have to watch what you say and do online. And mm-hmm. the thing is, yes, these were said long ago before people, you know, were really mindful of the fact that you could be this could have repercussions later on. So, yeah. <clears throat> but here's the thing. He didn't make just one or two joke posts. He made a lot of joke posts. Well, it was, it was the theme of his Twitter at the time was being distasteful for the sake of provoking people for the sake of pissing someone off. And, but here's the deal. That, that, I mean, that was, that was where he lived at the time. That was his headspace. And I get that. But the pedophilia, to me, I don't get offended very easily. Right. Pedophilia is where I kind of draw the line. That is that is not cool. That, that is, is not, not cool. cool. And as many jokes as he made about it, you kind of have to wonder, dude, are you actually, you know, this way? You know, I don't just joke about pedophilia. That's not something I joke about. I don't have any friends that just joke about something like no, that. No, and if I did have friends that joked about that, they wouldn't be my friends anymore. Exactly. Just like Disney thought when they fired him. And I think they are in the right here. They are absolutely in the right. Look, if it was a less family-oriented company with a less family-oriented agenda and a less uh, family-oriented series of franchises, you know, if it was, I'm not saying like Warner Brothers or, you know, whoever, Lionsgate or any of those others. I'm not saying those aren't family oriented companies. I'm just saying that this is Disney, you know? And, you know, Dave Bautista got on Twitter to defend James Gunn. Who's this? Dave Bautista. He played Drax the Destroyer. Okay. He got on there and voiced that he feels it's unfair and he feels it's wrong and he's upset about it. And, you know, he's like, how many of us made jokes or made decisions six, 10, 20 years ago and have changed since then? And I get that, you know, six years ago, I was drunk and angry wearing eyeliner and spiky hair and fronting a punk band. You were also in your early 20s. Exactly. He was in his 40s. Right. I'm 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 just this is where Dave Bautista was coming from. Right is the difference 10 years can make six years can make in someone's life. You know, I mean, hell, I think both of us are pretty different people than we were when we met in 2015. Oh, I agree. I agree. Yeah. You evolve as a person, but put the nail in his coffin is the pedophilia jokes. Yeah. You can't work for a family company like Disney and have that on your, have that on your scratch sheet. You know, I mean, Honestly, Disney is known for their, their kids' movies and stuff. Right. I mean, they're getting to be more known for bigger properties, but yeah, that's what they're primarily and, known for. And, you know, there's a lot of people, you know, James Gunn uh, voiced, I believe, that... Well, no, I read an article saying that this this effectively destroys the Guardians franchise, not only because we'll have a different writer and director, but it destroys the message of the Guardians franchise. Because the message is that you've got this cast of lovable shitheads that have all been complete bastards in their lives and are coming together to change and evolve and do something for the greater good. Sure. But the thing is, and but he I, made pedophile jokes. He made pedophile jokes. <laughs> That's I, I don't, I, I don't even, I can't even really weigh in on whether it, he deserved to be fired or if it was a good or bad idea on Disney's part. All I can say is they made a sound business decision. Yes, you know, they did. They made a sound business decision. So I, I wanted to read some of his posts off, but I'm not going to. I don't think we should. No, they're I, I I'm, I'm looking at them. It. I'm looking at them right now and I'm thinking, I don't even want to repeat these jokes that he said. If you're curious about it, you can look it up and see. But I, I, I'm sorry. I have no sympathy for the guy. I really don't. I really don't. I love Guardians of the Galaxy. Don't get me wrong. I think he's a great writer director. I think he did a fantastic job. But dude, you you really crossed the line. The at first I I was in his camp. I'm gonna be honest. Right. That I thought Disney did him dirty and he deserved another shot 
And, you know, he made these jokes so many years ago. And people change. By Until his, you read them. <laughs> I read his tweets and they pissed me off. And then whenever I was reading an interview with him, he was talking about how he always fancied himself a provocateur and he always thought edginess was his calling card and that was going to be his make or break in the industry. And that's always, you know, that's been his sense of humor and yada, yada, yada. But since working on the Guardians of the Galaxy project and being around Disney and all of that, how much he's changed. That's when I lost my sympathy for him is that he's talking about finding his change as recent as getting signed on to do Guardians of the Galaxy. Which is ridiculous for a guy that's already in his 40s. He's 51 right now. Okay, so you're saying that I got to say this, though. Side note, he does not look 51 years old. No, he doesn't. He is aging incredibly well. He is. But on that same note. I'm sorry, but I can't, I can't agree with that. Why are you that old and just now finding your moral center? It's, it's because he got hired on to do with Disney to do a very successful project. And it's easy to find your moral compass whenever you're, when you're successful, a lot of fucking yes. money for yep. it. Yep. So I think I agree with you. Um, I, I know that this is a really short conversation to delve into something of such uh, moral weight. I yeah, guess it really is. And here's the thing. I have a feeling that we're going to have a lot of people disagree with us because I see we seem to be in the minority camp right here. But he made he joked about pedophilia. He, he, we, we got kids. We, we got kids. My irony is that we're having this serious conversation about like these big, big headlines in our world and, you know, speculating as as like, how does this person feel about it? How would this person? What does this news source have to say? And it's all based around Twitter. <laughs> it is. It's all based around Twitter. I need to spend more time on our Twitter. Have you seen my personal Twitter recently? You've been making a lot of obscure things that I don't get, man. You're going to have to explain some of them to me. It's my pop culture sensibilities, man. Is that what it is? Okay. Like, okay. there are some of them that I get and they're, and they're funny, but there's a lot of them that you'll post. I'm like, what in the heck is he even talking about? Also, you've got to understand that I get up at 1.30 in the morning <laughs> to go to work. So by the time I'm tweeting at three or four in the morning... Like, I think I'm awake <laughs> and I'm just tweeting whatever comes to mind. Honestly, you're right. And I've had that thought before reading these tweets. It's like, he must have been half awake re- <laughs> making this. <laughs> this was at three in the fucking morning. What were you doing? Yeah. Allegedly working. Yeah. <laughs> like, Dude, I spend, I spend way too much time on Twitter. Twitter is like, my go This one was place. funny. Conscience. Dude, drink some water. Go work out and eat an apple or something. Body. Also, stuff this triple-decker oatmeal cream pie with M&M's. Just being random, lol. <laughs> Is that one of the ones you thought was obscure? I didn't see that one. Or, if Harry Potter were a normal kid, the first book would probably be something like Harry Potter and the Pizza Stone. That was okay. I did that one at home at night. This sounded like a dad joke. Roses are red, inmates are felons. Tell your boo thing you want to kiss melons. <laughs> Who doesn't, man? Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Chumpy Crash. <laughs> get a taste of my hot fucking garbage <laughs> dude yeah uh twitter's a cool place but i dig twitter be safe be safe on twitter don't make jokes about uh pedophilia or race no definitely not and when talking about pokemon go don't say anyone's asian i haven't gotten in trouble <laughs> yet i just know it's coming <laughs> and really i used to spend a lot you remember i used to spend a lot more time on instagram than twitter I, I still do. I think I spend more time on Instagram. I spend more time looking at Instagram and more time participating with Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. And I still spend a lot of time on Discord. Um, But, okay, what I dig about Twitter more than Instagram right now is like I'll be scrolling through my feed on Instagram and I'll see something like a snippet of a movie trailer that I am interested in. Mm. And then I'll click it and it'll be like link and... F- full full trailer in bio and then I'll go to their bio and it'll have like a, a link to their Twitter page more often than not. And I end up on their Twitter page and you can watch their trade. Like I think Twitter just what I like about Instagram is the simplicity of just the pictures, you know, picture and a caption, right? The stories. But what I like about Twitter is that it, it opens up like a kind of a multimedia rabbit hole, you know, kind of like Reddit does. I like Reddit a lot too. Yeah, you're right. So I can, I can, you know, click this link on Instagram, end up on their Twitter, watch a few trailers, 
and then end up on like the writer the writer of the script end up on their Twitter yeah. scrolling through, realize they made a bunch of pedophile jokes years ago <laughs> and then get them fired from Disney. Yeah. You know, it's, 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 it's unending because also I said that I've been on a real big movie trailer kick. I noticed <laughs> <laughs> when Adrian asked me what I wanted to talk about this week. I think 90% of what I said was movie. They were all showed. movie trailers. It's all, it's all trailers of and shows. And most movies. of them are, well, okay. I'll say half of them were trailers that I hadn't seen or heard of. Yeah. Like Alita battle angel. Never even heard of that, man. It looks so good. It looks good. I, I knew about Alita. I've never seen it. Um, I've had the book, the original manga manga. What do you say? Really? Manga. I've had it in my hands. At the store. Yeah. And then not bought it. Been like, I'll come back for this. It's one I still want to read. It's a show I still want to watch. Uh, so it's it's an it's an old school anime movie. It's an old school anime. That I'd never even heard of, which is really crazy that I'd never heard of this before. Right. But you pointed it out to me when we saw the the new trailer for the new movie. Mm-hmm. And then I want to go back and watch it. Of the adaptations that people and studios have done of animes into live action films. Yeah. Fucking James Cameron finally goes, hey. We have CGI. Let's make this chick's eyes fucking huge. Just like Avatar. Someone. F- <laughs> right. But it's not because of Avatar. Avatar. It's because of the anime. Yeah. But still. So Adrian, when he saw it, was like, why does she look like Avatar? I'm like, you bitch. <laughs> That's what I thought. I was like, okay, I saw James Cameron at the you front of the trailer. Goon. And I was like, this looks like, yeah, this is Avatar. So they're using that same style. They're using that same artist for this movie. Apparently. Right. It's, it's because. Of the anime, yeah. you know, to make her look like the anime, which I think is brilliant that someone finally did mark my words. Anime adaptations, live action adaptations in the future from here on out, they will be copying James Cameron's steez on this. I, I would have to agree. Yeah, because it, the live action anime genre figuratively just had its eyes blown open. Didn't you also think that it looked like uh, Ready Player One, the character designs in that one? It, it did a little bit. Yeah. Um, which is is fine with me. I thought those were cool. I still haven't seen Ready Player One, but great movie. Uh, I, I know how visually pleasing it is. If if you are at all interested in Alita, which you are, you need to be watching Ready Player One. There's literally the person that I am and the interests that I hold. There's literally no reason for me to have not watched Ready Player One yet <laughs> or read the book. I haven't read the book. I tried to it listen takes to place the book in Oklahoma City. The book does. Yes, it does. We've talked about in this. the movie. It takes place in Ohio, I believe, which is fucking okay. Yeah. We're going to go from Oklahoma to Ohio. Yeah. What? There's no greater waste of time or energy than lateral needless lateral transitions. <laughs> That's like at one of my old jobs. They promoted me from assistant manager at one store to the general manager of the other store, but didn't give me a raise. All that was was a lateral transition with better special effects. <laughs> that's, that's all it fucking was. That's exactly what they do in that movie. Yeah. Why move it to Ohio? It's needless. Maybe someday we'll get a movie set in Oklahoma and well, it Twister. Would be a, it would be a good well, Twister, sure. I think was Footloose. I don't know. But Twister was a long time ago. I think we're overdue for a new one. We are. Oh, you know what would be really cool to shoot in Oklahoma? What? Fucking Ready Player One. <laughs> you're you're right. Take that, directors. I'm blown oh, out about but this. You know one. what? The only reason I, I started to listen to that book, and because I don't read, I'm sorry. I, I'm one of those guys. <laughs> I don't read, but I'll listen because when I'm sure. at work, I'll put it on book on tape or whatever or Audible. Um, but what's his name reads that book? Oh yeah, and I guy. cannot stand his narration voice. Uh, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton uh, reads that book. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. Star Trek. Will Wheaton. He's like the <laughs> man. That pounding is loud. I might have to do something about it. Um, he's like the nerd, nerd guy. I guess right. he's the guy that everybody is. Uh... I'm gonna. He's to... like the spokesperson for for nerdum. I'm gonna have to Google him now. I'm. I feel like I know his name. I just I'm drawing a blank on his face. Oh, you you'll know him when you see him. Um. He did. He does have some really cool YouTube channels or YouTube shows. Like uh, there was a board gaming. Oh yeah, channel yeah. He does. But the thing is, is I am not a fan of his voice. His the way he presents his like voice. His timber. No. Would you like me to record that book for you, dude? Anybody but him would be better. Anybody. 
this was a real opportunity for you to express your love <laughs> of my voice. But uh, you missed it. I had to ask for it, so now it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Well, you still haven't done it. I had to ask. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> um, Alina looks cool. It looks really action packed. Yeah. And I'm I'm all about that. Yeah. You know what else looks action packed? What's that? Aquaman. You talk about that shitty looking movie. <laughs> <laughs> what did I? What did I title the discussion topic? Are you turned on or just wet? I look into how DC is fucking up comic books. Yeah. I need to write an article. Dude, why? They just don't stop, man. They I, Every one of their movies looks the same. Okay, and this is this is what entertains me, intrigues me, I guess, about the uh the Waterworld not Waterworld, Aquaman that they're making. Yeah. Is that they took that same like gritty, you know, camera like uh, yep. darkness gotham i am the night yep. but they said it with a character who's like the lovable slacker yep. who has greatness thrust upon him he's and, like the thor character right and now <coughs> you know he's the unwilling ruler and he's got to go fight the mystic powers from beyond before they threaten the hometown and pickup truck of the redheaded girl that he's grown attached to <laughs> starring big guy with tattoos who doesn't want to fucking be here <laughs> and girl with fake hair. Yeah. Oh you know, man. I mean, it's bad. I that noticed that immediately. Bad, yeah. That hair is bad. Here's the thing. That mo- that movie, I think the actor is is nice. I think he looks like he can play Momoa. the part. Well, and it was it's been so hyped that he's the the new edgy Aquaman, but the hype has come with like this dark, mm-hmm. gritty Aquaman thing. And then you look at the 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 trailer and it's only shot that way. Yeah. The writing and the scripting and the character work and everything is all kind of goofy. It doesn't matter. He, he plays a relatively goofy character, and that is because everyone goes, DC, stop, stop being so fucking moody. Come out of your room. Put away those magazines and Cheetos. They won't. Put your pants back on. Take a shower and put on some deodorant. It's time for you to grow up and get your first real job. (laughs) Because right now, all this shit that DC's doing is just the teenage kid who doesn't realize that he... Goth. Yeah. He's going through a phase and needs to wear more deodorant. Here's the thing. The Titan trailer sums up DC as they are right now perfectly. And it looks like hot garbage. It looks so bad. It looks so bad. You know what I never thought I needed in my life? Was to hear Robin say... Fuck, Fuck Batman. Batman. And you know what? Now that I heard it, I still don't need it. <laughs> Dude. And then the the perfect goth chick. Raven, is that her name? It looks like... You ever watched the movie Kick-Ass? Yeah. It looks like Kick-Ass, but with shittier lighting. Yeah. Or like... It's... Like they shot the entire pilot. Uh, all the locations are just different corners of Hot Topic with the racks moved around. Yeah. 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 Did did uh, did Aquaman plays- and Titan look like essentially the same movie to you, with the difference of characters? It was shot the same way. It the girl like that the they've got playing movie. Raven uh, is not even a little bit convincing as that character. No, neither is Robin for that matter. Okay, or Nightwing is he Nightwing in Titans? I think he's he's, he's Robin. Is he okay in Titans? I th- well, okay. It shows him taking the R off of his old suit and throwing it battering style into the wall. Yeah. And then he said, and then it shows him fucking Batman or saying fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big slip up. <laughs> Probably not far from the truth, but uh, I won't go there. <laughs> so it, it, maybe, maybe the show will start as him. With him as Robin and transition to the Nightwing thing. Did you not see Batman and Robin when you saw that trailer? When his parents were falling down from the trapeze? Yeah, yeah. And Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. Whenever he said, fuck Batman, I imagined Chris O'Donnell's angsty Dick Grayson saying that. You know? Yeah. So, I feel they went with the Robin they went with. The unlikely, like, you know, detective by day, real kind of unassuming looking type of guy. I feel like they went with that because (coughs) of the success of Netflix casting choice in daredevil. Daredevil does not match the theme of Titans. No, no, no. I'm saying they cast a similar type of unassuming, just, you know, easy charmer, regular looking guy as Robin because the success that Netflix had 
casting what's his name Charlie Charlie Cox I don't know as Daredevil because he's just kind of like a normal you know good looking easy charmer type of guy at doing his white collar work during the day yeah and so they're doing this same angle with Dick Grayson on this gritty reimagining of Titans um here's the other thing and the girl who's playing Raven obviously sucks already they they're they're playing up the fact that Robin and and Raven are are connected connected in it's, some sort of way or that they started together because Raven comes to Robin for help comes to Dick Grayson for help yeah and then he dons the so it, it seems like the they're the they're the main again. characters of this movie because they barely showed Beast Boy barely just for a second and uh, what was the other girl's name um, Starfire Starfire they barely showed her as well and. It was like, show everybody here, you know, make this, this nothing, nothing about that trailer made me want to see that movie. Granted, I am not a DC fan and I haven't watched any show. DC movies. This it's is not, a show? Titans? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's not a movie. Oh. DC is about to launch their own proprietary streaming service where all DC materials will go directly through that. No Netflix, no Hulu, nothing else. Marvel's doing the same thing. Disney's doing the same thing. Hmm. Actually, Marvel may be doing it through Disney. Okay. But I thought this was a this, movie. No, this is the flagship television. This is the flagship show that is launching with this DC streaming service. So did they totally forget about the Cartoon Network Teen Titans? I have a real issue with this. That's you, a great show. You've seen Teen Titans Go. Go sucks. The Go, original Teen Titans. And it's crazy. Awesome. If you watch Go, a lot of the episodes are the exact same episode. As Teen Titans. Are they? Just set to this goofy, childlike, anime wannabe amalgam. Well, it's the original Teen Titans. And I can't had find the original well. anywhere. It had its moments like that. Yeah. But the show itself was relatively serious in tone. I remember. It was a, it was a comic book show. Teen Titans, the original. Yeah. Or the, and I can't find it anywhere to, to watch I it. I can't again. either. And the thing it's is, is like every it didn't time. happen. <laughs> like the, the, what is it? The, the Mandela, Mandela effect? Yeah. Yeah, it's the Mandela effect. Well, I know the kids like watch Teen Titans Go. And I'm like, where's the other Teen Titans? You know, the one that came before the that. The real that, one. That was a good one. The good one. Um, what the hell happened with that? Like, I would love to watch if they if they had that goofy style in a TV show, I would be more apt to watch it. In fact, I might be even be excited to watch it. But the way that they got this show directed right now is of no interest to me, and I'm willing to bet it's of no interest to anybody else. Well, the fact that it's starting dark and yeah. serious with blood and death, it's got nowhere to go. No. That's the problem. It's it it's starting where it should be building to. Right. I could I could understand if it opened with like some quirkiness and these heroes, you know, a little bit of angst and the heroes are putting their team together and, you know, kind of figuring out what's going on around them give us some backstory, but it, it just opens with, with just, Doom and just gloom. anger. Yeah. You know, it's like walking into a black bedroom. Here's the thing. When is DC either a going to get the point or B run out of money and stop making this hot garbage? Um, never. And definitely never. <laughs> They're launching their own streaming service. Yeah. Regardless of the garbage they're putting out, people are going to buy that streaming people are service. Still, people are still into it. I, I, I just feel like the majority of people are not. I've never met anybody that said, oh, yeah, Superman was a great movie or Man of Steel was a great okay. movie or Man Batman of, v Superman was a great movie. Man of Steel was a good movie. Okay, I, you're the first. It was good. I liked that movie a whole lot. Uh, it gave me a lot of hope for the future of the DC extended universe. And I'm not one to talk because I haven't seen any of them. The last... Batman DC movie Superman was stupid. As I did not shit. see that one either. The last DC movie I saw was uh suicide squad, which was, I didn't even see that one. That one was good in concept, but executed poorly. Right. Like all of them. Yes. <laughs> and now they're doing a Joker standalone movie, an origin story with Joaquin Phoenix, which the irony of this is that Joker is not supposed to have, a defined backstory. He's not supposed to have an origin, a discernible origin. He's just always been the psychotic clown. He's the clown prince of crime. Right. And in different iterations of the Joker through the years, he's claimed that he was a failed stand-up comedian 
uh, failed family man. Yeah. You know, this, that, and the other. And then or, after, or the original after, Batman, a failed, uh, like mob boss. Right. So he's been all these different versions of the same guy. And even in the comic books, like after the uh, death of the family story arc, uh, Batman finds himself, I think it's called the Mobius chair mm-hmm. and asks the chair, who's the Joker? What's his true identity? And the chair tells him because you get one question of this universal knowledge and the chair tells him that there are three Jokers or there have been three Jokers. And so basically it's been confirmed in the DC comic book universe that there are different parallel versions of the Joker, which shows that the Joker himself is actually more of an ideology and a practice almost like, uh, like the changing of the guard. When one Joker goes away, another goes in its place because as he's like the doctor who of the Joker, exactly because energy cannot be created or destroyed. It can only be transferred. So to give the Joker a cinematic origin story is bullshit. And it flies in the face of everything that generations and decades of not only Batman fans or DC fans or comic book fans, but Joker fans have come to know and believe. Here's the other thing too much. Joker. No, I agree with you. And I think you're, I think you're right, but Joker is not the Joker without Batman. You cannot have a Joker movie without Batman. I'm sorry. You have to have Batman in there. It's not going to be the same. Same thing with Venom. The new movie Venom that's coming out. It is not no part, Spider-Man. And it's not even part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. <sighs> Different universe. In this new Venom movie, Spider-Man doesn't even exist. Really? Did not know that. Yeah. Well, now, you know, here's maybe the thing. Maybe if it's a successful enough movie, Sony will make a sequel where Spider-Man, some, some facsimile of Spider-Man does exist. But even... I'm sorry. I just got a text that one of my best friends is getting married. I looked at my leg and it said, your boy is getting married. I can't say who it is because I'm probably the first person he told. <laughs> I was about to just shout it out and ruin his secret. Um, congratulations, dude. Whoever that is. Yeah. Big congratulations, doggy. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm off topic now. What? I, I feel like if it's successful <laughs> enough, Sony should marry with Marvel and Honestly, really, I I just, in my core, I was looking forward to Tom Hardy. Yeah, as Tom Venom. Hardy's a good actor. And I, and I was looking forward to that tying in with the most perfect on-screen Spider-Man that has ever existed. Agreed. And get some little Tom-on-Tom action. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I, I agree. That would have been cool. It would have been cool. And so I, I'm still, there's a fanboy in me that's still hoping. I'm also, I'm also like, dude, get out of me. Yeah, <laughs> there's a l- let me let me speak on a brighter note of DC real quick. I saw the trailer for Shazam. Did you see this? Which looks really good. It looks really good because it's like I said with the Aquaman thing. They're they're looking at Marvel's fucking their magic sauce. You can their, be, their secret sauce. you can have comedy in a superhero movie and have it be good. You need comedy in a superhero. movie. Oh, I agree. Hands down, that's that's my hot take on it. You can't have even a dark, gritty superhero movie without some functioning comedy. Yeah. Some lightheartedness, that, some exploration. Something that DC has failed hard on. That's the, the, the big complaint I had about the Dark Knight series. Yeah. Is they were fantastic. Batman done right, you know, by all accounts. But... There was no real life, you know, you like... It, it started where it should have built to. Yeah, that's that's my point. <laughs> ben Affleck's Batman started where it should have built to, even though he was supposed to be like a street hardened, grizzled old Batman. But he's he's hanging up the cowl. He's walking away from Batman now. Eh. I've heard rumors that OK, because this new uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker is not part of the current continuity. Yeah, I've heard that. yeah. and that they're going to be casting a new Batman for that. I'm curious to see what they do. I've heard rumors that it'll be Jake Gyllenhaal Mm. because it's uh, an origin story for the Joker and they need a younger Batman. He's younger, but he's not that young. Right. He comes across as that much younger, though. Mm. I haven't seen him in so long. He reads young like that. And to wrap a pretty little bow on all of this, the only Joker I've ever wanted to see 
is Willem Dafoe. <laughs> no joke. He'd man. be perfect. Has he not played like that type of character before? I mean, he's played some menacing characters. He was the Green Goblin. That's right. Okay. Yes. That's Which maybe that's thinking. why I want him to be the Joker so bad because the Green Goblin is my all-time favorite villain. Yeah. I love the Green Goblin. Always have. He did a great job as the And Goblin. I think he'd be a good Joker. In the end, DC, I'm sorry. I'm not huge on what you got just going. Really I, I'll, I'll watch it. Shazam. I will watch Shazam. But I'll, that's all I'll, I'll give see. it a go. And watch Shazam just be DC's saving grace. Yeah. Because they finally, finally got the giggles out. I don't know anything about the character Shazam other than Shaq. The Shaq movie from the nineties. Remember that? Uh, that's a uh, Mandela effect. Mandela effect. Yeah. So he, the, he was in a movie called Kazam. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I read a whole, a whole article about everybody thinking that he was played a genie in a movie called Shazam, but it's called Kazam. Yeah. I never saw the movie. And I just remember the trailers. Exist. <laughs> the movie itself might not exist. It exists. It exists. I've seen it, but then I think the version of me that saw it died young and is now writing it out <laughs> in a different reality. Man. Oh, I just remember the trailer. That's a conversation thinking, for another time. That's, that's back when Shaq was, you know, he was like the Jordan of yeah, movies back then. Cause he know? also played steel. Yep. Uh, he had his own video game, Shaq Fu, which they have re-released <laughs> remade. Yeah. Shaq is like the Walmart of celebrities. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can go there. Actually, no, he's like the target. Cause you don't, you don't go to target because you need things. You go to target and let target tell you what you need. <laughs> you don't hire Shaq because you need him for something. You go to Shaq and you, <laughs> you let him tell you what you need him to do. So I'm going to be a superhero. I'm going to be a genie. <laughs> I'm going to be a uh, Shaq Fu and a basketball player. I think he tried baseball at one point, yeah. just like Michael Jordan. And I'm going to wrap it all up with uh, old spice and gold bond <laughs> and this little wiggle. <laughs> I can't think of Shaq without that, that gift, man. Or That's hilarious. Yeah. He's, he's the target of celebrities. Like he's not targeted by celebrities. Let me wrap that back. Around. <laughs> he um, might be, I don't know. One more trailer to touch on before we, we cut this thing off here. What you got? Uh, Godzilla. Yeah. Oh, man. What do you think, man? I wore my Godzilla shirt for the last episode. Yeah, you did. I, I wish I was wearing it right now. I So, okay. Even I, I'm wearing this cool Rocksteady and Bebop shirt. That is a cool shirt. I like that shirt. Nice. Um, So, the Godzilla trailer, when I first saw it, it looks like Stranger Things because it has the, the girl kid. from Stranger yeah. Things. Um, but as the shirt trailer progresses, like you see Godzilla, like in mist, you're like, is this a Godzilla movie? And then you see the big monster with the wings and Mothra Mothra. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is this movie? I I couldn't tell. I didn't know it was Godzilla before I watched it. So Ah. I was trying to figure out what the, what the, the movie was. King of the monsters, dude. It's going to be the jam. It looks good. It looks really good. And I'm excited to see it. But I've never been a huge Godzilla fan. Oh, man. I love Godzilla. The last Godzilla movie I saw was at Matthew Broderick Godzilla, <laughs> <laughs> which was uh, well, less than perfect, let's just say. Uh, okay. yeah. <clears throat> or, or you remember the cartoon series that came out based yeah, around I do. that? I do. I, I remember the watching that The cartoon series was kind of cool. I liked it. It, it wasn't bad. It no, wasn't bad. I liked the cartoon series, but I was a kid, therefore an idiot. <laughs> There's man, a- I think it looks great. Um Needless to say, I can't believe this all came out within this past week. All these trailers. Right. Was it Comic-Con? It's because of Comic-Con. It's because of Comic-Con. Yeah. Uh, Marvel was largely silent at Comic-Con. Well, they made an announcement beforehand that they wouldn't be doing anything. Uh, they don't need to. Man. Everything they've got They're going dominating. on right now is secret. I saw but, I saw Ant-Man in the Wasp. Was it good? It was really good. Nah, really, really good. I see that one. Um it I, had some spoilers at the end for Infinity War, which I, already I still know have not spoilers, seen. But I don't want to talk about them. I, I I I saw the spoilers, but I didn't know the reference. Everything that Marvel, all the spoilers and everything that are happening right now, lends complete credit to my theory about what's going to happen in Infinity War, and I'm not going to talk about it. But know that I want to. Oh man, I can't wait for that movie to come out on video because I still haven't seen it. So yeah, Adidas. 
Dragon Ball Z team up. Eight core Adidas models that are designed in colorways with little details to mimic characters from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. I am a massive Dragon Ball Z fan. I'm a bit of a sneakerhead. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I keep track of stuff like this. So whenever I got the notification that these were about to drop, I went fucking bananas. <laughs> the Goku one is rad as hell. Orange and blue with little gold accents. So uh, explain, explain to the people what these are besides being Adidas shoes. They're not like, they're not like shoes with characters and stuff on them. No, no, no. It's just like their actual shoe model. Here, pull it up. It's, right. it's, their, it's their actual shoe models. Like the, uh, the, the Goku, this one, the blue and orange one is their, uh, ZX it looks five. Like a, it's a ZX 500 model. It looks like a standard Adidas shoe. If you've ever, if you can imagine, it's like a kind of the felt, well, it's, it's suede suede. I'm sorry. And then it's got a mesh upper on the toe box yeah. and on the sides. And then it's going to have, it looks to have maybe denim stripes and a denim tongue on the upper with a white boost sole. Uh, they're slick, man. They yeah. really are. Yeah. But they're in the same color scheme as Goku's uniform and are his key. Is that what it's called? Is, is it a gi, gi? or a key? I, I don't know. Maybe gi. It's the same color as his sweatsuit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the suede is, is that same color orange and you know, all the stripes and it's got black accents or dark blue accents all over it. Right. It looks slick, man. Really does. Yeah. They're way cool. The, the Frieza ones I could live without. The Frieza ones are just basically a white shoe with some purple touches to it. And I don't like that, that model. It's the young one model. Um, I, I, I'm I not just, a fan. That looks like a standard, like kind of tennis shoe, like a dad shoe, but that's, yeah. that's really trending right now. Those chunky dad shoe silhouettes. Really? Uh, Gohan, I really hate the Gohan shoe. Gohan. I don't understand how that's a Gohan sneaker. Like what about that is Gohan other than being purple. And he wears uh, when he's young, he wears the purple. What I don't get is get up. What's up with the, uh, kind of the cross mesh look that it's got going on there. Is I, that I just the style you, of that I, shoe? I think it, it might just be the style of that shoe. I've actually never seen that model of Adidas before. The Derupt. If anyone's listening to this and knows about the Derupt and wants to chime in on this. Also, I don't like the lace pattern, like where the eyelets are. It just It's the, really high. The whole shoe itself just looks uh, badly thought out. So if you can imagine like a chain link fence that kind of covers the entire shoe, even the... Uh, what's that called? The sole? The sole, yeah. Yeah, and it's it just looks bad. It I don't does. like it. Cell is kind of cool. Cell looks awesome. It, I would totally wear a that's cell. That's the Adidas Profier. Uh, they've had a lot of success with that model. And you can see why. I mean, it's it's a cool modern looking model. Uh, it's got some kind of old school throwbacks. When I say old school, like 90s, 90s yeah. throwbacks to it. Uh, I really like the gray kind of checkered or spotted look, I guess. Yeah, like the, like that modeled. I mean, I think of these character shoes, that one rings truest to the character, maybe of all of them. Well, I don't know the Goku one. The Goku, well, th- this one's up there. Like, yeah. you, if you were putting these in a lineup without any other explanation other than, oh, these man. are based on Dragon Ball Z characters, you would know that was Cell. You should have done that to me to begin with. Just let these shoes out. That, that would have been a fun so game. So we could have guessed them. Yeah. Uh, Vegeta. Vegeta's rad. You really like the Vegeta, but to me, it looks like a just it looks like regular colors on a shoe that I would see anyway. Well, I first I like the Adidas Ultra Tech silhouette. Uh, I'm a fan of that shoe. Yeah. Or the, the Oregon Ultra Tech. I'm a fan of it already, but it's got the blue and the white and the yellow uh, and it's mimicking his Saiyan armor. Right. His shoulder and you pads. Can, you can and see stuff. like the the like padding across the toe oh, box good it replicates like the lines that. in his armor, yeah. you know, from the shoulder pads. And then you've got the little gold details and the capsule corp logo on the back. That's cool. I think that is a very, very, and then the black sole. Yeah. Just that shock of black against all those colors. I think it's a very, very clever uh, it's, design. It's a Vegeta. nice design. I am not huge on the colors. And I think that's really the, yeah. the drawback for me. My favorite pair of shoes right now is a pair of yellow and blue Nike Air Max that I bought. Yeah. So I'm kind of into that at the moment. Those are, that's a good complimentary colors. There. Yeah. <clears throat> Majin Buu looks, looks awful. I have nothing <sighs> positive to say about that shoe. It I don't, just looks I like don't a, like that silhouette. The commander. 
Yeah. Uh, to me, it looks like somebody might have been wearing like house shoes and stepped in tar. You're and right. Managed to walk away. You're right. The the soles look like blown out tires to me. Well, and the 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 color is, is a Majin Buu color, but it's I don't think it's pink enough. I it's, think the the color of that shoe is flesh colored, man. Use like, used to be white walls, but a smoker has lived here for forty years. That's the actual <laughs> name of that color. It looks like Caucasian flesh color. It's yeah. just like kind of a peach, right? Uh, yeah. With blue strings. It's it's a not a good looking shoe. Just not a fan of it. Now the Shenron. Those shoes are are, are awesome. Those are bomb as hell. Adidas EQT Advanced. I've Loved these shoes for a long time. I've always wanted a pair of them since they dropped. Uh, and then they have the Ultra Shenron. The the just initial Shenron EQT has the white sole, like the white outsole with the green actual undersole, the rubber part underneath that goes on the ground. And then you've got gold and green mesh, like the flyknit top. Uh, I, I don't know. It's just, they're so cool. So those shoes, I don't know the Shenron character very well, but I love the color scheme on that shoe. Oh yeah. And I like the, the color scheme on the ultimate model too. Yeah. It looks good. Or the super, the super model. Yeah. I think, I think it's a cool lineup. I it's think cool, it, it's a cool project. It's a cool lineup. I would, I would totally be into something like that. Um, but I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of into the vans right now. Yeah. <laughs> Found a pair of vans, brand new pair of vans at Goodwill recently. And dude, these have been my favorite shoes. Jam. Yeah, I love them, man. Did you uh, did you happen to catch wind of the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog uh, shoes that I think Puma released? I think so. Yeah. Did you see those? Mm, yes, yes. I don't remember them making a huge impression on me though. They're, I, you know, they're they're neat if you're a Sonic the Hedgehog fan. I'm not much of a Puma fan mm. in general. I thought the PlayStation shoes were pretty. Those pretty were badass. pretty rad. Yeah. And you have to charge them so the logos will glow. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that. I think. Uh, I might have dreamed that. Maybe. It's a good dream to have. Man, those whiskey dreams, dude. <laughs> they get a little fucky. Man, I have so much more to talk about, but this episode's already running so long. We, it's, it's because we took too long to record an episode, man. I know. We had... Here's the funny thing. We have a a top five list of games that we were going to talk about. I won't say what they are because we're going to save them for next time. I was really excited to get into that list. Yeah. My list changed as we've been talking. <laughs> though, so it's probably for the best. I will say though, good outline. Ryan wrote the outline this time. Yeah. Applause, Ryan. I did my homework. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Some good discussion topics. I had a good yeah, time, man. And we've got enough left over that I don't have to write an outline for the next episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. Where can they find us? Uh, jabgcast.com. That's J-A-B-G-C-A-S-T.com. Hit him with it. I already did. <laughs> Come with it now. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will see you in two weeks. Love you.